Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It. I am Jeff Welch, and I'm excited to share a conversation that I had with Charlie Leonelli, who is the business development manager at Mac Federal Credit Union. Charlie is a good friend of mine and somebody I respect greatly. And, and in this conversation, we talked about baseball and what he learned growing up playing baseball that he carries with him into the work that he does every every day. We talked about um, being an encouragement to others and and how important it is to be somebody who makes the people around you better. Uh, We need to be those people and we need those people around us. We talked a little bit about uh, the the path his career has taken and you know what, I'm just going to let Charlie tell you about it. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad. I think we're going to have a fun conversation. I'm glad I was invited. (laughs) So uh, you grew up playing baseball, is that right? I did. I spent a lot of time um, growing up in Arizona playing baseball and competitive baseball too. Yeah. 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 So you're not just like, hey, I played t-ball when I was eight because all the other kids played t-ball. You actually had an aptitude here. I, I don't really ever remember playing t-ball, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I think it just went right into, we had coach pitch and then mm-hmm. and then into pitching at an early age. And that's not taken away from, sure. from any other caliber of yeah. any other city, but I mean, it was a big city and there was a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah. So what... I mean, I, a lot of kids play sports as a kid, or uh, yeah, a lot of people play sports as a kid, and very, very few of them ever go on to become professional athletes. So there has to be some value other than just, I'm going to learn how to be a professional athlete and playing team sports as a kid. What was that for you? Boy, as a, as a kid, you th- I think that it's more about the camaraderie. You mm-hmm. want to just be around your friends, but um, if you if you're a person that takes it serious and you kind of uh, have a work ethic that kind of drives you to become better at that sport it I mean it builds life lessons um, for you as you as you move forward and in in this conversation you know, you're, I'm able to reflect on that a yeah. little bit and, and look back on what are what were some some takeaways from from team sports but obviously the the one thing that stands out is it's a team so mm-hmm. it's not it's not about an individual and there are individual sports that are phenomenal to watch and and they're phenomenal athletes and they have the same kind of drive and discipline to perfect their craft but in a in a team mentality you have to you have to you have to be a little more cohesive with those that are around you to be be an effective team rather than player and there's in baseball you we all the, every sport has superstars and you can see who those superstars sure. are and as the more you dive into the politics of it and the the salaries that you can mm-hmm. see how you can see how some players are they're driven it's a business for them and so sure. it becomes a becomes a, a a way of life and and a livelihood for them so they're a lot of times they're, it's all about the bottom line it's all about the the Jerry Maguire, show me the money <laughs> kind of phrase. And, but, but then you come across those people in life that they're, they're in it for the team. They become, um, they become motivated to be, become part of a greater good other than what they can just bring to, to that team and yeah. b- by how, uh, how they're able to make uh, the entire team better. And so I think reflecting on that 
with my talent because it wasn't professional talent. Mm-hmm. Even though my wife joked that uh, a few years after we were married, she made the comment, hey, I'm just going to remind you that you've, you've got professional talent, amateur body. So... <laughs> It's good to have those reminders. Huh? Well, it, it kind of um, those are those are in those moments when you you think that hey, you know, my head's getting a little too big for yeah. for this situation, and she kind of reminds me that hey, you know, you are just a dad uh, yeah. that is able to outperform his kids. So don't um, don't let it go to your head too much. But baseball is a baseball is a phenomenal sport because um, it embraces kind of this individualized. Uh, spectrum that comes with uh, being an athlete and the and the team because you're able to isolate yourself in pitching situations or in um, batting situations where the spotlight's just on you and so it helps you deal with pressure helps you kind of focus on on what you've perfected you've 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 got a good work ethic that you've kind of practiced enough to to try and perfect this and so all the pressure gets put on you and and in those moments you have you have both success and failure sure. and the amazing thing about baseball is that um that even the hall of famers yeah fail nearly 70% of the time sure. so they're they're only succeeding at accomplishing the task that's in front of them when they get up to bat 30% of the time and they're they're some of the greatest out there and that's wild success right that's yeah. wild yeah. success <laughs> yeah so it keeps things in check for for you as a person and it lets you know that even even in, in work life, you're not going to f- succeed at everything in life. Sure. And so you have to, you have to balance that and you have to kind of keep your emotions in check a lot of times and say, Hey, I, I know my goal. Uh, I know what I need to, I know what's kind of the obstacles that are put out in front of me and I know how to accomplish those goals. And so, um, that's one of the amazing things that, that baseball, other sports do it as well, but baseball mm-hmm. is, uh, extremely unique in bringing out that individual. How can you as in this particular moment, help our team yeah. um, over the long run. Yeah, and I think that that's an interesting, it's, it is how, how do you as the ind- individual, so there's that individual element, but how do you as an individual enhance the team, right? Ab- and absolutely. so the individual yep. in the context of the team. So it's never about how do you, or shouldn't be about, how do you make yourself look good for the exclusive uh, purpose of making yourself look good? But how does your contribution that may, in fact, make you look fantastic benefit the team? Absolutely. And that, I think that's what you hear out of, the, out of the best, right, is that they say when, they, when they're asked about their accomplishments on a given day, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's a good team win. <laughs> those, those are the polished guys that, yeah, are, right? that, are, that are sitting in front of the broadcasters a lot. And that's yeah. part of a, a – when you get those guys, they're, they're generally part of a winning organization, yeah. and they've got that philosophy. Everybody's bought into that that uh, mindset of that, you know, it's about the team and it's about what the team can accomplish. So you get good picture pitchers and, and, and hitters in those situations. It's generally not the, uh, the guy that was the pinch runner or the, or the the guy that went out there and did the designated hitter for one, one time. Yeah. yeah, Every once in a while you get those guys that hit the sack fly that came out and, and they interview, but for the most part, it's the, it's the workhorses of the team and they know that they can't do it by themselves. Sure. So I would love to talk about baseball all day. That would be great. But we should probably uh, map this to to the work that you do. Like, how does this show up when you when you show up at work? Um, what are some of those things? Maybe the parallels between what we've been talking about that that you're saying on a routine basis when you are Charlie at work. It's funny how we, you and I, can sit here and we can talk about how uh, all all this um, the work ethic 
and the drive and the motivation and the and the skill set that you can have in in a game. Mm -hmm. So that's I mean I do those air quotes up there yeah. for the game, but that that is just a game. And and then we look at our work life as completely separate. And we kind of a lot of people just kind of muddle through life. They yeah. kind of just show up and they do their job and then they go home. But if if we approached it with the same enthusiasm. Mm. Um, that we have when we put that we put into games, you know, mm -hmm. where we get to play and we get to enjoy life and we get to hopefully excel. I mean, even in even in losing, you get to go out there and have fun. You yeah. get to go out there and run around with, with friends and and yeah. uh, just expend a lot of energy uh, and it, it kind of build on camaraderie with each other. But at work, we we view it as something a little bit different. So uh, I, I think a lot of people do. I try not to. So mm -hmm. that's part of what I bring from an athlete standpoint is that this is the same kind of mentality I should have going to work. I mean, I should, I should perfect my craft. Mm -hmm. I should be better tomorrow than I am today by learning something and, and perfecting that. I should be able to build up my team. I should be able to talk and motivate and get them to buy into to what some of my belief system is and, and, and what I think I can accomplish at work. Uh, there is a, the, the roadmap to the framework is there around sports. And I, and I think that a lot of times we put our heart and soul into, into having fun yeah. outside of work when we need to put our heart and soul into having fun at work sure. and, and, and getting everybody else to jump on there with us. I wonder sometime if th there isn't a fundamental, so th the way you described that was brilliant of what if we approached our work the way that we approached some things that we enjoy or just the same ethic, you know, as we, as we approach things that we want to do. And I think that athletes, the game is like a small subset of what it means to be an athlete, right? The preparation is a huge component that no one really sees, right? You guys see it with your team, but people show up and they see the game. They may see you stretching before the game or something like that. But athletes are, are very tuned into the fact that you can't just show up five minutes before the game and perform. You have to be preparing on other days and earlier that day and the, the, the mindset, the body, the whole thing. And I wonder if many of us fail to recognize that connection at work too. Like we're not going to be successful at work if we are getting in work, the, that mindset, 30 seconds before we clock in. I think the good portion of the, the community and every, every community that we live in is like that. It's mm -hmm. they the alarm clock goes off, you hit the snooze button or you hit the off button, you get up, you just kind of, you're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. You go in if you, if you happen to punch a clock or if you're on a salary or if you're hourly, whatever it is, you just show up and then, then your workday starts. But there isn't really this mindset to, to be, to be a, a person that is, that one is going to incorporate who you are mm -hmm. into your workplace. And right. so, a lot of that can be a lot. A lot of people do that, and you generally recognize those people. Mm -hmm. You know who they are yeah. at work. They bring. Um, we've we've heard this uh, talked about before that there's there's job duties, and then there's other things that bring that are intangibles mm -hmm. that people bring with them to work. And those are generally people that are a little bit more prepared. They're they're uh, enthusiastic about being there. They they know their job. They know it well, mm -hmm. and they are working on being better at their job. And they influence people at their job because mm -hmm. of their the skill set that they have with their work work ethic and what they know about their job, and then how they approach life. And that starts probably when they when the alarm clock goes off in mm -hmm. the morning. It's just yeah. a, a, a mindset for them. Sure.
I, I think it's so it's interesting. You've talked uh, quite a bit about relationships and really about attitude to sort of distill some of it down. You know, the the mindset you have, the way you approach things. So I wonder h- how how important is it uh, for you to enjoy the people you work with? For you, the I, it's paramount to me because you have a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be at the the place you work. Yeah. I mean, you generally most people they they go out and they fill out a job application and they go through the interview process and. I view it as it's your due diligence to kind of do some homework mm-hmm. as to mm-hmm. as to what organization you're being a part of and and how you you know how they're going to influence you and how you're going to influence them and so if you kind of go in with blinders on then uh, that's kind of your own I I don't, don't want to say hey it's your own fault but I think you need to be aware that hey, you haven't you have a choice in this this, this matter sure. uh, this is a this is a capitalist society and so you have free will and going in and saying this is a place that I would like to spend eight hours, nine hours of my day, mm-hmm. every single day. And so I want to know that I'm going to be, um, that I'm going to be one valued and that I'm going to bring value to this organization. And so, I, and I understand that there are different walks of life that you go through when you're getting out of high school or yeah. you're in high school and you just need something to help pay, to help do something during the summer and you just need some money to come in. But when it's time to settle down and, and get a career and, and look forward and look out for your livelihood and your, in your family, it's very important. This is like people you, that you're married to almost. Yeah. I mean, you yes. spend more time around these people than you do your family. Yep. And so, and, and we should be able to flip that pyramid on what's important in life because I, I hold my family up there as like the most important people on this earth to me. Mm-hmm. However, they're, I don't spend the most time with them. So if I'm going to choose to spend more time with other people, other people. <laughs> I want to make sure that these are people that I one get along with. And if I don't, if there is discourse between coworkers that I'm going to work as valiantly as I can to correct that because I need to have a good working relationship with people that I work with. Do you think you would, you would thrive working in isolation? Wow. I, I, um, at one point in my life when I was, uh, changing, so it's, this is, um, this was fairly recent because I went, I I had a business, um, that I was involved with for a decade and a half. And, um, and as I was transitioning away, I had a, an opportunity and got a, got a job offer from, um, the university, ironically, and it was going to be in more or, l- more or less a cubicle. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd like to take a weekend to kind of think about this. And, and my wife said, how long is it going to be before you absolutely mm-hmm. are just angry and not fun to, to be around because of my personality, just yeah. having to sit sure. and crunch numbers and, and go yeah, through spreadsheets. some people's dream, right? But absolutely. Not it's, <laughs> it, it's not my personality style. And it's, um, and it's something that that I think I could have done okay with, but I probably would have been like Tom Hanks in Castaway, mm-hmm. where I start talking to, <laughs> with a bobblehead that's yeah. on the computer or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and people would have thought that there's something a little off with this guy. Yeah. I do beat to my own drum, but-, but They would but, be right, but that would be an extreme yeah, example. Yeah, but, but there would be a time. It, it would only last so long before I I need I need interaction. Um, I thrive in that situation. I seem to be, a, uh, there's social butterflies. There's people that are just uh, more comfortable in- larger groups and in talking with people. So um, that's, that's kind of where I fit in. And, and I think that isolation would eventually get to me. Get to you. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here real quick. Okay. But it's, it's good. It's, I'm ready. It's a good reason. Um, I took the liberty of polling a few people who you work with to just see what they had to say about you. Oh, wow. Here we go. Uh, so I, these, none of these are attributed, but I can tell you your CEO is, is one of these responses. Uh, so this is one. Charlie brings a positive vibe to the office. 
He comes in with a smile and jokes and makes a point to interact with everyone daily. It is definitely noticed when he is not around. He genuinely cares about the success of everyone he works with. <laughs> uh, Charlie's always happy and positive. I love working with Charlie, and it's incredibly hard not to be excited about being at work when he's around. Uh, another one. Charlie always gives me words of encouragement and great advice. He's always so happy and just gives positive vibes every day. He likes to make our department laugh, and you can believe anything he says. Uh, and then finally, Charlie is most gifted at bringing thoughtful resources and ideas to the table to meet a need. He has a unique ability to see a situation or product or project and positively enhance it or find the missing pieces to complete it. He connects people with resources so well. Aside from likely being a little embarrassed, how, how does that make you feel? Good. I, I, it does. <laughs> Well it, said, Charlie. It, it does well make said. you feel good, but um, and and part of that is that um, it, it's a, I feel it's my job, it's my duty. I'm to, gonna give uh, those to you. you oh, thank you, this. thank yeah. you. That uh, to influence people in a in a positive way at work, because if I'm able to do that, and or if somebody else in the office or my workplace is able to do that to me, it makes it makes me feel better. It makes me do better work. Mm -hmm. It makes me care about my organization more. It makes me care about my coworkers more. It makes me care about just life in general more. So it's it's definitely in, infectious, and I, and I can't say that I'm the only one that does this because sure. we've got a group of people that are yeah. very, very positive, and so it just builds on itself and, and, and flows, ebbs and flows through different departments mm -hmm. all the time, and um, it's encouraging to, to hear that. It's encouraging to hear this feedback, uh, and, and, I, and, and I'm... Yeah, I'm surprised I'm not crying a little bit. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of uh, it's it's a hard thing sometimes to be put on the spot with when someone's like, "Hey, here's a bunch of nice things everyone said about you." Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean that none of those surprised me, and I I would very likely not have polled people if I didn't feel like I had some pretty good clue what they were gonna say. You'd make a good lawyer. Um, yeah, you always got to know the answer to the question you're about to ask, right? Um, and so, I mean, you you have been a a huge encourager and supporter of the work that I've done. And um, I mean, I, I feel like you've, you've sort of alluded to it, but um, where do you think that comes from for you? I mean, like, it, it seems to be definitely a part of who you are. Like, it doesn't just show up in one isolated thing. You're like, I like to encourage people, you know, in this very narrow vertical. Um, across the board, I see you noticing the good things about other people and doing what you can to amplify that, or at least to make sure that people are aware of that. Um, I think that's amazing, but not everyone's good at that. Where does that come from? My mom always said I was a happy kid, so maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll just go all the way back to my my childhood. Sure. Um, that I mean, I had supportive parents, which was which is helpful, and I'm and I'm part of a large family, so and the oldest of a, a large family. So when you're the when you've got your birth order, kind of dictates some certain roles in life that you're mm -hmm. going to have, and I did have some of those roles as far as responsibility, but I was always around other positive people it seemed to i seemed to gravitate towards that and so that probably helped with my mindset early on is that mm -hmm. i knew that being around other positive people made me feel good yeah. and in turn it was able to allow me to glean off of what they did and what they did well yeah. and know that you can get so much more with sugar <laughs> so yes. when when and, and it doesn't mean that i don't have there that I'm not subject to mind monsters or negative thoughts mm -hmm. because they, they're there and you have to fight against that a lot, but you can, 
you can always get more when you're nice to people. Yeah. Always. And and every once in a while I'll get reminded when I, I seem to hit a, a nasty chord or a, a little a, a downturn mm-hmm. in, the, in that cycle because I, there are moments that, that I'm not always pleasant. I mean, I'd like to say that it, I was... A, sunshine and rainbows 100% of the time, <laughs> but that's not entirely the case. And and so you can see the effects of how th- that negativity is when you're around other people versus when it's positive. And so it's it's a choice that everybody has to make. I, I've got um, I've got the ability to get up in the morning and, and complain about some of the pains and aches that mm-hmm. I have or uh, that you know, that it's cold outside or yeah, you could just pick, you know, grab, yeah. reach in the hat and find something, or you can, uh, you can just be uh, very grateful for all the things that I do have yeah. and, and just kind of focus on those and hold, hold tight to those. That's fantastic. Um, so you, you alluded to this, uh, transition away from, um, owning a business to a more structured, regular job environment. Um, what precipitate that that's, that's often sort of backwards from a lot, a lot of how people see things. They're like, I worked in a corporate job for many years and decided I want to go off on my own. You were kind of the, the reverse of that. So what, what prompted some of that for you? What, what was the, the need for a change there? Being, uh, being a part of a, a small business in Fairbanks for 14 years is, um, was, was an amazing experience. It really was. And so as I, and I had a partner in this business. And so as I, was transitioning away. It wasn't that it was a like a clean break. I'm mm-hmm. just done with this. It was like let's see what other opportunities might be out there, and um, and I had the option to to get out of the the business that I was in, mm-hmm. and he could take over everything. So we kind of we signed everything over, and he took over that p- portion of the business, and then and I stayed because that one that was everything that I knew for the last 14 years, yeah. and I enjoyed. I still enjoyed what I did, but I knew in, in starting to reach out, it wasn't just going to be any job that, mm-hmm. that I was going to be looking for. And so I, um, I happened to stumble across this one that I have through somebody else kind of said, Hey, I know somebody that's, um, I know, I know a position that's open and, and I think that this is kind of fit for you. You need to go talk to these people. And so I went in and talked, I was still employed and, and mm-hmm. still hadn't, uh, I just told them that I was, you know, I'm going to be looking for some some employment elsewhere and after the interview process was uh i was just floored with how amazing this corporation this company seemed Hmm. how amazing i felt about the leadership how encouraged i was about what they told me how i could could succeed and the things that i could do for them and and the expectations they had for me and it gave me it refocused my purpose and i thought okay this is this is definitely where i want to spend the next couple decades of my life mm-hmm. and see if I can, if I can hone this in and be really good at it. So it wasn't that I was just gonna, I was just done owning a business and walking away from it. Yeah. I knew that it had to be that right moment to, to pull me away completely. But w- the, the reason for moving away was, was it time? Was it stress? Was it what, what, what sort of led you to say, I- I'd like to do something different than own a business? There are, there are several factors that kind of came into that. Uh, stress is one of them because when you own a, when you own a business it's there's unknown stresses that when you start out that business you think that everything's everything's roses at that point in time and you're going to learn and you're going to develop and you're going to grow it and so it's it's a living breathing entity that that constantly changes and we had we had a good team we had a good product uh, we had a good location 
and there just became a, a time where work-life balance was not mm-hmm. what what I was expecting 14 years into this. Um, and so, as my wife would say, it appeared as though I was dying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like my energy was yeah. just getting was just getting zapped. And so, I needed to, even though I would still wake up being grateful, being thankful, look, being optimistic, being, have, having positive thoughts, try and implementing all sorts of stuff. I enjoyed going to work. I enjoyed being there, but the, the balance just wasn't there. And then my wife could see it in me. And it took me a couple of years to see that and reflect on it and then say, okay, well, let's, um, let's see what other options are out there. And if, and kind of game plan on if we think this is the right decision and we, we sit down over a couple of weekends and I had, yeah. I had some friends that rallied around me and kind of gave me some encouragement and, and gave me some like the tough advice, the yeah. tough, tough stuff. So you, you want, you don't want people to say, Oh yeah, it's all, you know, everything's going to be fine. You want people that came to you and they said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some, uh, some critique here yeah. and it's truthful and you need to hear it because you'll grow from it. And I know that you, I know that you're wanting to glean from this information. And so having those friends and that guidance in my life was paramount because it gave me encouragement that, Hey, there is, you know, even if this, if this is not the direction I'm going to go, that I will have purpose somewhere else Mm -hmm. and that I can hold on to that. And I can continue to be who I am and continue to influence people in the way that I have. So, um, that was that that was it and uh, i mean it was every once in a while there's just it's the timing was right sure. yeah it was the that that house that we had lived in and outgrown was time to like move on to mm. a new house but mm-hmm. it was time to you know my, my uh i had to leave that family behind and let them do their thing and, yeah yeah interesting so family i, I want to wrap this up on you you've mentioned family before you you're using it as a metaphor here um what do you want your relationship with work, the way that you think about it, the way you do it, the time you spend on it, all that stuff, what do you want that to demonstrate to your kids about what work is? That's interesting because I've, there's a podcast, another podcast I listen to. And, there's more um, than one? There's more than one, We're sorry. Not the only yeah. one. But they're, they're great to listen to. And one of them says, um, where work is what you do and not who you are. And I have a real struggle with that because I try to be who I am at work sure. where, regardless of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it's not, I'm not wrapped up and I don't, I, I don't identify by what I do in life, um, but who I am. And so I think that that's probably the one thing that my kids see is that their, their dad has a good work ethic. He's prompt, courteous, uh, purposeful in the things that I do. So it's it's so that my employer knows that they can, they got somebody that's reliable, Mm -hmm. that's going to put in a hundred percent all the time. That's going to show up with a positive attitude and, and is going to do the work that I've that I'm claiming I'm going to do, or, um, it lets me, it lets them see that you can set goals and achieve those goals. It lets them see that you can structure your day to be purposeful and, mm-hmm. and kind of plan out what your, what your week's going to look like, what your quarter's going to look like, what your year's going to look like. Yeah. And, and they, there's a lot that goes into what these kids see rather than what they hear. Mm-hmm. And so they yeah. just, they pick it up through osmosis just by, sure. just by watching what their dad does. My, my kids, as I was, as they were becoming at an age where they could drive, mm-hmm. I can, I remember them just studying everything. Like mm-hmm. what, what, 
why'd you, dad, why'd you put your blinker on there? Mm-hmm. Dad, why did you, I got a Volkswagen with a Tiptronic shifting. And so it, you could, you could gear it down without using the clutch. Mm-hmm. And so dad, why did you do that there? Why did, why did you, um, why did you merge at this point in time? So just glean, just, yeah. just looking at all the different things that, that I was doing in that situation. So I know they do it at home. Sure. Uh, they just don't ask work-related questions, mm-hmm. but but they see the ethic that is there, and so uh, I know that it's 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 planting some it's it's creating some foundation for them because they tend to be good kids too. I mean, they they're up early in the morning and they pack their own lunches and they get themselves dressed and they yeah. shower when they're supposed to and and they do their homework and and they get their hockey stuff ready or soccer stuff ready. So um, it and it didn't need I don't need the bullet point presentation yeah. on this is what you need to do so they've they've um they've taken that and 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 run with it and so i think that that's that's those are the small structural things sure, that sure. go on and then in, in doing all that I, I, i'm hopeful that they look at it like you know my dad's really loving to me and he gives me the time that i need and and he cares about what i do yeah i i would guess i mean i don't know your kids but i would guess it would be hard to miss that just knowing what i know about you it seems like you would be pretty good at uh, at demonstrating those things, um, man. It's it's just a treat to have this conversation with you, Charlie. But I'm I'm glad that I'm here. I I, I looked forward to this. I was happy for the ask, and uh, and I know that anytime, even if the microphones weren't on, this it's always an enjoyable conversation with you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.